It's another episode of the MicroConf Podcast. This is a tactics episode where we look at the number one mistake no-code SaaS founders make. This is audio pulled from one of our YouTube videos. That's at microconf.com slash YouTube. If you want to see the full show notes, if you want to see the visuals that comes along with it. Before we dive into the episode, I wanted to let you know about our MicroConf Mastermind program. If you listen to this show, you know that I've talked a lot on this podcast about how important masterminds have been to my own success. But finding the right founders for your mastermind group can be very hard. Over the past few years, my team at MicroConf has successfully matched more than a thousand founders into mastermind groups by looking at revenue, team size, strengths, goals, and several other data points to make sure your peer group is the right fit. Once you're matched, you'll also have access to our mentorship series, a three-month program where you can connect with some great minds in sales, business development, marketing, and more. If you're looking for accountability, honest feedback about your business, and the opportunity to make new friends that care about your company and your success, you can learn more at microconf.com masterminds. And with that, let's dive right in. No code is an amazing tool, whether you're a developer who just wants to be a little more efficient and build something that takes less effort to maintain, or you're not a developer. You want to build that MVP, the first version of your product without learning to code. It's an incredible tool, and we've talked about it several times on this channel. But as with any technology, there are always risks when you choose to use that technology to build upon. And one of the biggest, if not the biggest single risk to no code is platform risk. Not considering platform risk associated with building any SaaS is a mistake, but with no code, the risk is substantially worse. Does that mean you should avoid no code at all cost? Maybe, maybe not. That's what I'm going to explore in this video. Building no code and ignoring platform risk is a big mistake that could kill your SaaS before you even get started. So in today's video, I'm going to dive into platform risk and look at four elements of platform risk that you'll want to know about before you choose a no code platform to build your SaaS. I'm Rob Walling, a serial entrepreneur with multiple exits. I've written four books on entrepreneurship, and I've invested in more than 150 startups. To get started, let's look at a quick definition of platform risk in case you've never heard that term before. Platform risk is when you build your company on a particular platform. If that platform makes changes or experiences difficulties, that can be the end of your business, or it can just be a minor speed bump along the way. Now, every SaaS application has platform risk. If you host on Amazon EC2 servers, there's obviously risk that Amazon could 5X their pricing tomorrow, that they could go out of business, that they could have a week-long outage. But the risks of those are very, very low, extremely low, versus something like hosting with a local web host provider that has a half a dozen servers in a closet somewhere and a fiber connection. The platform risk of them disappearing, going out of business, having a week-long outage, are substantially higher than something like Amazon or Google's cloud offering or Microsoft Azure. And there are other kinds of platform risks that have a much higher risk to you as the founder. Imagine building a Shopify app, having it in the Shopify app store, and then having them come a knocking when you get big and saying, you need to give us 30% of your top line revenue, or we'll just lock you out of the app store. And it says we can do that in our terms of service. Or sometimes it's more accidental where they just build the exact same feature set you have. They build it into the core platform and they give it away for free. All of these things are things that you as an entrepreneur should be thinking about. And the higher up the chain you go from your bottom line hosting infrastructure, there's some risk, but it's relatively low and it's really hard to get around that, if not impossible, up to where you're building on other SaaS platforms that are making their money in kind of the same way you are. That's when you start seeing more risk. 
So with that in mind, let's take a look at four elements of platform risk that specifically threaten no code and can be a major impediment to keeping your business alive. The first one is something that happened recently, and it's something that I hinted at that Amazon EC2 could potentially 5X its pricing, but they won't because migrating to Google Cloud or Microsoft Azure or to another provider is something that anyone could do. And the competition in that cloud space keeps competition low. But recently, one of the leading no-code providers, Bubble at bubble.io, dramatically increased their price. And in fact, they've done this twice now in the past 18 months, and the Bubble community has pushed back on them so hard that they had to retract the first one. With the second one, they offered an 18-month transition time and eventually made changes to the new pricing model to reduce the impact. But the problem with no-code is that it's so proprietary to their platform because it's all drag and drop. You can't just take your code and move elsewhere. See, if I have Ruby code written on Rails, I can host that on almost any Linux server in the world, similar to PHP with Laravel. Now, it's a pain to move. Yes, there is switching costs, but it's still quite possible. With no-code, you've bought into a proprietary platform where trying to move from Bubble to Airtable, Notion, you know, any, whatever, whoever the big competitor of Bubble is, is virtually impossible. So you have to rebuild that on the new platform. So basically you either take that price increase on the chin or you rebuild from scratch elsewhere. And if we take a look at this tweet from Ab Advani, where he compares Bubble's workflow execution costs versus competitors, and he looks at the old versus new, it's pretty dramatic, the price increase. For some people, their pricing is going up 10x. Pretty painful when you think about it. Now, since then, Bubble has made changes, but this really illustrates the frailty of building on someone else's no-code platform. And it is a substantially higher risk than if you had code that you could migrate to a new host. A second element of platform risk, specifically with no code, is something that we have experienced at MicroConf and at TinySeed. We have four, or maybe five, depending on how you count, full-blown SaaS apps that are built in no-code on Airtable or Bubble or Softer. And what we've noticed is that about every four or five months, Airtable specifically pushes out a big user interface change that we can't get around. So they recently moved our top navigation to a side navigation. And it doesn't work very well with what we've built. And we have no way to undo it and no way to work around it because it's a no-code platform. So we have to work within the constraints that they give us. For us, these are internal apps that we use to produce this YouTube channel, to produce podcasts, to handle incoming applications to the Tiny Seed Accelerator. So we just deal with them. But if I had an MVP or even a version 1.0 that was serving customers and suddenly my UI changed in a way that I couldn't control or wasn't notified about, it can really upend your business. And I would have a tough time not having that much control over how my users experience my software. A third risk that I would put under platform risk is the platform you're using shuts down or goes out of business or gets acquired. There are a lot of things that can happen with these startups. If you think about no code, they are still startups, all of them. And one might say, well, if you're hosting at Amazon or Google or Microsoft or wherever you're hosting, those are startups too. And they're not right. These are 20, 30, 40 year old companies. The odds of them shutting down tomorrow or of selling or of shutting down their web hosting features is almost 
zero. Versus if you're talking about a startup that is still early in its life cycle, it hasn't gone public yet. It is ripe for acquisition. As these markets mature, consolidation happens and you see larger players gobble up the smaller ones. In no code, there are what, 50, 100, 200, 300, depends on how you count. There are a lot of players. That's not going to be the case in five years. It is inevitable that these smaller ones shut down, aqua hire, get acquired and get shut down. You know, there, there's a lot of things that can happen with them. And as that happens, you're either going to have to shut down your app or you're going to have to rebuild somewhere else, which is going to be extremely time consuming, as I already talked about earlier. And the fourth and final element of platform risk that we've seen with no code is the limited customization and control. So depending on the platform, we see it with Airtable, you might face limitations in customizing certain aspects of your SaaS application to meet unique requirements or to differentiate your offering. And that lack of control over the underlying platform can hinder your ability to deliver a tailored experience to your customers. The bottom line is if you build your app on a no code platform at a certain point, it's very very likely you are going to outgrow it. And at that point, what do you do? Do you start over from scratch building it in code? That might not be a bad idea, actually. And that's the beauty of no code, right? The, the, the not platform risk element is that how far can you get without having to write all the code, without having to learn to code, without having to find a technical co-founder or pay someone to write the code. But then the downside is once you get to that edge where you can't continue to innovate and you can't continue to build your product the way your customers want to, it's a pretty big reset that I think folks should be aware of when they start that the lack of customization and control of a good chunk of the platforms is not all the platforms, I will admit, but all the ones that we have used may get to the point where you do have to leave that platform for something else. In a second, I'm going to tell you the next video you should watch on this channel if you want to dig more into no code. But before I do that, I want to tell you about MicroConf Connect. It's our always on Slack channel where we have more than 5,000 bootstrapped and mostly bootstrapped SaaS founders who are building, launching, growing, and supporting one another in their endeavors. Head to microconfconnect.com to learn more about it and sign up. Now, having said all of that, do I think no code is a complete farce that you should run away from? I don't. I think in the right situations, no code is the best tool to get you off the ground. Thanks for joining me this week. See you next time.